Welcome to the latest edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad. Dante Marcatelli, George Galante, and our guest on this show is none other than Kristen Ledlow from NBA TV, the NBA on TNT. She has her own show, Handles on NBA TV, a phenomenal broadcaster and an absolutely terrific individual, kind enough to join us, and with Central Florida ties. So we get into all of that. Magic fans, the Florida Department of Transportation reminds you that fans don't let fans drive drunk. If you've been drinking, don't get behind the wheel. Instead, find a sober driver or catch a ride service. Remember, drive sober or get pulled over. Have a great night and drive safe. We get into a ton of topics with Kristen, who actually was in Central Florida during the Dante and Galante era when we were calling games on NBA Summer League. Uh, You certainly don't want to miss that stroll down memory lane. We had a lot of fun with that. Her journey to get now to NBA TV and TNT and kind of the the people that she gets to rub elbows with, the all-time greats in basketball history is who she works with on a daily basis. And obviously, we got to get her thoughts on this up-and-coming Orlando Magic roster. Going to be a lot of fun. Enjoy our conversation with Kristen Ledlow right now on Magic Pod Squad. This is Fonz Wagner of the Orlando Magic. This is Cole Anthony. This is Jalen Suggs. This is Paolo Bancaro of the Orlando Magic. And you're listening to the Pod Squad. And welcome, everyone, to another edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad. Dante Marcatelli, George Galante. And, oh, I'm excited about this one. This is going to be a fun one for you and I, George. How about this? We're kind enough to be joined by Kristen Ledlow, of course, of NBA TV, TNT. She does a little bit of everything. She hosts her own show, as always, handles every Tuesday on TNT. But more than that, George, we go way back. We've known Kristen for quite some time. And it's just great to catch up again. Kristen, how are you? I'm so excited to get to talk to you guys. I still, more than a decade later, see the invite from you two. And I'm like, man, I can't even believe they know who I am. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, that's oh, ridiculous, God. by the way. That's like, <laughs> no, the most no, ridiculous no, thing that's way. ever been said. The show, the Dante and Galante show, it was always my favorite, like well before I was a sports broadcaster. And I was thinking the other day, tell me if you remember this. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. That you do. I was watching a summer league broadcast while I was still in college. And you were, you, you too used to do the summer league broadcast from Orlando, from the, yeah. was it maybe right. the practice facility? It was, yeah. It was at the RDV Sportsplex, yeah. Okay, so. No, and just so everybody knows, that's our career peaked in 08. That was it. That was it. That was, that was, the, that was the highlight. And it has been downhill since then. But that was fun. But we did enjoy doing we it. Were, we were really big in 2008. Yeah, that's right. Um, but it may have been right around then. And the game had gotten out of hand in one direction or the other. And so you were taking either phone calls or fan questions. Yes, emails. We would we would solicit emails email. all the time. Yes. yes, yes. I don't know if it was a real email or not, but the question that was posed and what you two went on talking about for had to be at least 13 minutes <laughs> is what would you do for a Klondike bar? <laughs> is there any chance to remember that? <laughs> we- I don't. I don't they didn't. That. Did they not go over that in broadcast oh school for you, Kristen? That <laughs> you, should, you should take on all <laughs> questions, journalism, all questions. Life. And I know that you're laughing about it, but it really oh, shaped me as a broadcaster. Think, huh? This is way <laughs> yeah. more entertaining than anything else that's going on on the court right now. And you all just went. I mean, it had to be the entirety of a quarter of summer league broadcast. I, sadly, I believe that. And you were talking about the weather and it's like, well, so with this, you know, in Orlando right now, is it warm enough, you know, to do 
X, Y, and Z for a Klondike bar. And you went on and on and on. It was just so funny. Listen, this is why Kristen- I wish we could still do that. This is why Kristen is elevated to where she is. And Dante, I I firmly stuck my anchor right under your ankle and just pulled you right down to the ground. Just, just that's exactly right, right. That's right. Well, it's funny because we we did we started doing those games, and it was about I had already done about one or two of them, and George came on to try to help out, which which wasn't really much help, but he tried to help, <laughs> yeah, and it was about because I'm not a broadcaster. Let's we're about, <laughs> we're about two or three minutes in, and he goes right on air. These games are awful. Ah, <laughs> he goes, can we talk about anything else? And that spiraled into. And that's way, way out of control. But because I, I remember about- actually sending a couple of emails. I don't remember if you ever answered mine on the air. But when you were asking for emails, I was like, yeah, yeah okay, now's my chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was fun. That's before the NBA has become the machine. I mean, it was always a machine, right. but now Summer League, I mean, it's a it's a, it's a it's a whole deal unto itself. But I think that's a great that's a great starting point because you're you're from Florida, Kristen. You're a magic yeah. fan. You're yeah. I mean, just kind of let everybody know your journey. And here you are as, as a Magic fan, and, and now you get to watch every team and yeah, do, it, no, do, it, do, it at an, do it at an elite level. I think yeah, it's Yeah, the very, I grew awesome. up, right, uh, some in Tallahassee, some in Central Florida, um, but always Florida. And one of the very mm-hmm. first basketball camps that I went to um, was when the Orlando Mir- Miracle was in town. <clears throat> yeah. And um, a couple of the Magic players would come. I can't remember which summer, which of them showed up, but it was always such a huge deal to me. And so my first experience with the NBA was that, was playing basketball and seeing that these guys actually showed up to this little girls camp that we had. And um, that's my first introduction to the team. Uh, And they were obviously quite good when I was, in town in that right. 93, 94, 95, 96, 97. Yeah, they had some pretty good teams. All they weren't bad. Five. They weren't not bad. bad. Yeah, bad. very not good teams. Bad. And you know, funny enough, I actually remember a billboard going up and not understanding it and asking my dad. It was a picture of Shaq, who is one of my coworkers now and Hall of Famer, uh, walking <laughs> out of a door. And it said, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. And we were in the, he was leaving. Nice. That's and, right. And How about that? Car, do you remember those billboards? They took out that billboard. That So that predates me. Oh I came God. here about 98, but that's unbelievable that they did that. Wow. And I remember asking my dad in the car what that meant and him trying to dance around an explanation for what it means. Yeah, sure. Where the good Lord split you. <laughs> uh, that's right. So that's that was right. my introduction to magic basketball, being a little girl at those camps yes. and Shaquille leaving us for Los Angeles. Um, but Yeah, I um I always rooted for the magic and then went to college at Southeastern in Central Florida and the sports director, uh, the athletic director at the time, knew one of you. um, And he was like, hey, if you want to meet them, you know, I can take you over there for the day. And I was so excited about it. I had to have worn what was my nicest outfit at the time, which I'm sure was not very nice. It, like I got up really early and was like, okay, oh my gosh, I'm going in. Like this That's is great. this right now. We're all become friends and it's going to take off from there. You know, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. (laughs) And uh, I obviously came and spent the day in your offices as a college student and remember uh, just very distinctly sitting down and you walked me through what it would look like to to work in your department in the coming year. And and you told me, um, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but 
you should go back. You can and should go back, play volleyball your senior year, finish out like you will not get this. She was thinking, George, she was thinking of leaving as a junior and taking that internship and, and, and you could tell she obviously she was on to bigger and better things. <laughs> well, that's good that you told her that because I did leave my school as a junior to take my internship and no and nobody stopped me. They did. They were like, nope, you just yeah, come on. You better take yeah. this now. You should like, you should take like, whatever you, you can it. get yeah, right you're, now. You're go ahead and grab the real this. world will not be kind to you, George. You better take this job while it's on the table. <laughs> you, better, you, you need to take, take it right now. Whatever's right. available. Anything that's you right. need to take it. Yeah, that's right. At the time well, that's great. The, the the internship had some like either five or six hundred dollar a month stipend. I had zero dollars something and well, one, I'm gonna be rich. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's a money grab. It's a big money grab. Yeah. Obviously. Um, but I was really thinking like this is my first and only shot at breaking into this business. And you were so kind with not only your time, but also in saying like, hey, this is going to be here when you're done. But playing volleyball your senior year in college and doing that time with your teammates and then walking through graduation, that won't be there again. Um, and so it was it was really, really special to me. And then obviously the, the following summer, uh, I was interning for the local news in Orlando, West 2 News, and mm-hmm. Wall happened to to go to the NBA finals. So that was when I became like, all right, a die hard fan, right? All in. More than just a childhood kind of, oh, these were good memories in Orlando. That was when I became a die hard fan. That's man. That's, I think man. That's, do you ever, that great? Do you ever, do you pinch yourself though? Like you, you were talking about how you saw Shaq on a billboard. Right, exactly. And then now you're, you're, you're working with him all the time. Does that, I mean, do you still, to this day, have those moments where you walk in and you're like, hey, Shaq, like you and Shaq are buddies yeah. now, right? Like, um, is it, that's why, right. right? Yes. I, I, I don't want to sound like I, I'm so serious when I tell you that 99 out of 100 times that I walk out of the, that building, I am shaking my head like, I can't believe that I get to do a job I like so much with people that I love and that those are the people. But it, it has never it's never become normal to me and this is my 10th season uh, at the network and it's Amazing. never become normal to me in a decade's time because the, the reason that I got the job in the first place, I asked, I had heard that Inside Stuff was coming back to NBA TV and that Grant Hill was the co-host and I had a Grant Hill jersey when I was getting the, the Magic jersey specifically and I was like, you know, if I can just get an audition, I can meet Grant Hill. I'm not thinking like <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> 10 that's, years later, this will still be my job. It's like, I can just go in there and, and meet him. How yeah. awesome would that be to spend one <laughs> afternoon in that building with somebody that I've looked up to for as long as I have. And now to be having this conversation, this side of a decade later, it, no, it, I'm not kidding. When I tell you it has never, it's never worn on me. I've never taken it for granted. It has never become just a regular thing that that's a thing that I get to do regularly. Well, and you haven't changed. And I think that's not always the case in this industry. You're still the same person. And I think that's awesome. And that's a feather in your cap and Uh you keep working, but what do you enjoy the most about what you get to do about, about this job that you have and, and getting to be around the people you're around and watching basketball and everything. I mean, really it's, I mean, so many people would do anything to have that position. It's yeah, no, I, and I don't want to forget that either. Right. Uh, on the nights that it's long and you're tired and you're like, are you yes. seeing Kings Blazers just went to double overtime? Why am I here on the <laughs> right, <team?"> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, 
you know, I used to say to that question, it's, you know, you get paid to watch basketball. I played and watched basketball my entire life. Like there is nothing better than that. Um, But I think as I've gotten older and done this job longer and care far more about the people than the position, um, it's actually, it's, it's, it's not even being at the biggest basketball games. It's sitting in our building with some of the game's biggest and best players and listening to them tell stories uh, about yeah. moments that are like those, right? It's like sitting next to Isaiah Thomas and him saying, you know what? And then knowing that like whatever's going to come next is going to be mind blowing, right? And, and right, right. The stories that these legends of the game just have, you know, they're off the top of the dome, as Charles would say. Um, that I think is my favorite part of it now is just sitting next to these players that I grew up watching. Some of them w- were retired before I even started watching basketball. Sure. Right? These, sure, yeah. these players that I have always known were the greatest the game had to offer. Um, just telling stories about what was happening behind the scenes and knowing it, Isaiah actually specifically always tells me you got to write a book. Like if you just wrote a book about all the stuff, you know, from all of us sitting in this building for 10 years, he was like, great oh, point. wants to read that. <laughs> so he <laughs> That's exactly right. Believed, you know, night after night, he's like, you got to put that in your book. <laughs> you know, very nice. It's funny. We, you, you do say that because Dante and I talk about that all the time where you, 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 there's never, it, the stories never end. Like they never end, whether they come from uh, David Steele and Jeff Turner, things that they've right, said when, right. when we get to sit with coach Hill. Um, and these are just in a, in a magic vacuum, right? Like we're just getting things for us that are in a magic vacuum. You're getting them from Shaquille O'Neal, Isaiah Thomas, uh, Sam Mitchell. The, 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 there's just a list of guys that have played for decades, like 40, 50 plus years of basketball that you're getting right. to just sit there and be a sponge. And I mean, that's, that's right. really remarkable. And what's cool is they all have a different perspective on some of them will tell the same story about the same game or the same series or the, yes. whatever it may be. And they all had a different perspective, just like if the three of us set in a, an arena and we'd have a different you know, perspective as to how yeah, true. they'll all tell the same story about the same series or set of circumstances. And yet it's entirely different. And so it's yeah. just, it's, it's a really special thing to just to get to kind of witness it all. Well, George cool. gets it. He hears the stories and then he embellishes and puts his own little twist on it. Right. <laughs> so he gets, so I get to hear it a couple of times and it's a, yeah. it's a different variation. <laughs> tell us about our magic right now, Kristen. I mean, yeah. I, I th- how much, how much do you get to watch? How much do you get to follow? Obviously you're up on everything, but right. all of a sudden in, in a, a pretty short amount of time, this team has turned around. They've become very exciting to watch. We've got Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a very exciting young core. What, what's your, I thought you're going to ask her what her opinions are. You're giving your opinions. This all this. <laughs> well, I guess that's exactly right. We got to hear that's the right way to tee it up. That was my phone. Right. that just fell on the floor. Right so that's my, yeah, that's yeah my there you go. Tee it up. And she you knows, she knows what it is. You aim the question in the direction you want to take the conversation, right? <laughs> right. I do know that. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's Talk about how great Paolo Bancaro is, Kristen. Isn't he great? He's fantastic. Isn't he great? And um, also, and also, all the things you want to talk about. Go ahead. Yes, that too. No, well, so you know what's cool about um, where I'm at in work right now is I work so often with Greg Anthony, who's Cole's dad. There and you so go. A right. Really long stretch. I've obviously worked with Dennis and with Shaq over the years, but. They, they've been analysts and TV personalities for so long now that there's not a ton of bias that shines through when it comes to their analysis that's on TV. But with 
GA. It's like, that's your kid. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right, right. It's the <laughs> ultimate bias, right? So finally I get to nerd out on magic basketball with somebody who's not only watching it, but Cole FaceTimes him after every single one of these games. And so yeah, well, that's like, great. <laughs> that's cool good job guys yeah you know that's yeah, awesome oh, so it's really great. cool because for the very first time in these last couple of seasons i've gotten to just be entirely biased with one of the guys that's there at work who is also entirely biased um and it's become really exciting to watch even as of like very late because it was what a nine or so game losing streak in december and it's yeah. Like, what, 11 and 5 11 and 6 or so 11 and 6 since yeah right 11 so and 6 now we're having this conversation as the Eastern Conference landscape starts to kind of shape up and, and shake out. Um, could this be a, a, a play-in team, right? Because you're looking there at the bottom and it's like, well, who's got the momentum? Who's got the talent? Who's got yeah. the talent that's now starting to mesh and could be a, a, a good team moving forward? Because, you know, it's one thing to, to put a bunch of lottery picks on a roster together. And it's another thing to watch them play as a team and, and, and rip off a winning streak. Um, so yeah, that, I, it's really exciting to watch them as of late one, because they're winning two, because we're obviously watching Paolo, who's the leader in the clubhouse, as far as the right. race goes three, because like I said, I get to actually be biased um, a little bit on the air. So, so what do we need to do, Kristen? I mean, we, you're on the inside now. Okay. What That's right. You guys are way more inside than I am. No, but, but you're on the inside to where we need to go is we haven't had a national TV game in so long. Oh. So oh, I think we need right. to have you start planting the seeds a little bit to help us, you know, help us get out there a little bit. I will say after 10 years of being at the network, like the power that I've amassed there is still pretty much next to nothing. <laughs> um, I, I have none whatsoever. And what's funny is when like the TNT schedule comes out, I'll get all these tweets and are like, how come you don't have the magic on there? I'm like, do you think, do any of you right, think right, right. That, I, <laughs> that I am in the meetings that are like, listen guys, let me argue for my team for a moment. Um, no. <laughs> but you, you should have, be in the meetings though. We need to get you in the meetings. We have to find a way to get you in the meetings. Yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Um, I have though requested a number of times over the years that anytime the magic are on TNT that I want to be part of it, that request has yet to be fulfilled as well. Um, there was a mm. playoff series that was on TNT went like three or four seasons ago against the Raptors, right? A first mm -hmm. year yep, 2019. Yep. Um, but we had the Western Conference on our air uh, finals that season. And so I was sent out to the West and I was watching it. And I'm like, man, I could get there. You know, I'm off on Tuesday. Anybody? And, you know, <laughs> well, maybe this year, maybe this year, maybe if they make a push and they're able to get into that right. play-in scenario, maybe you can be a part of be that. My moment. We'd, all, we'd all cheer for that. Can they get there? Do you feel like what, what would it take, in your opinion, for them to make that playoff push and, and, and get in the play-in scenario? Yeah, I, they're, what, three and a half games outside of that 10th spot as of this taping? As um, of this taping. A, a couple of things, just in my humble opinion. I think important yep, sure. to preface this with, I don't get to watch all of the games like you two do. Um, <laughs> right, right. Many nights I'm watching whatever game is on NBA TV or TNT, and there are magic highlights that then I get to see afterwards, and then I get to see the result, right? So this is all coming from a place of of, of, of kind of that, that perspective. Sure, sure. On in the background. Um, I think 
One, it is difficult, and you could ask Markel this question, uh, to build a team of lottery picks, knowing that none of you have really gotten paid yet. All of you are trying to get to be the guy that gets paid. And all of you are guys who have been the best team, uh, the best player on your team the entirety of your basketball career thus far. So even from like a coaching and front office perspective, how is it that you get a group of guys like that uh, to say, hey, you know what? He's going to be our guy. You're going to be our, our, our kind of, you know, secondary option. And you now are going to have to play this three and D position, which is a role that can get you 19 or 20 years in the NBA. However, you no longer get to be the guy that is the first yeah. offense, an offense right. the way that you always have. I think one kind of bright spot of this uh, recent stretch of winning is we're starting to see that buy-in. Um, I don't know that there's any huge missing piece on the roster. Um, besides if you miss the playing tournament, maybe Victor Wimbanyama, he's kind of the missing piece on everybody. <laughs> That's kind of a <laughs> kind of a big piece. Yeah. That is a big piece. That, uh, we'll revisit. Um, but I think seeing that buy-in in a winning stretch, and particularly the way that they're winning, um, Closing out fourth quarters is hugely important. And I think an undervalued uh, element of um, rebuilding young teams, right? That's one of the, the, you typically see these young teams that come to a fourth quarter stretch and the more experienced, uh, you know, team is, is, is ultimately right. going to win those right. close games. And so I, I was looking this morning, the Magic are what, like fourth offensively in the NBA in fourth quarters right now, Franz in particular, you know, scoring the majority of his buckets in that final stretch. So what that says to me is they have not only what it takes to close a gap when it comes to pursuing a play-in tournament, but to get these young guys all to buy into the particular role that they've been assigned and to then execute those roles in a fourth quarter stretch where it's very tempting to want to be the guy that goes out and gets those final buckets. Like the Portland game was really encouraging and exciting to me to watch it unfold the way that it did. And I think that that to me is what says this is a team that could be ready for a postseason push is it is a young team full of a ton of talent, but the way they're finishing games right now is it, it, it's about the way they're winning, not just that they're winning. I mean, we've said yeah, that, I, right? See, I could see George, I could never break it down like that. Did you see how well said that was? I could never put that all together that way. You she does her homework. You see what we're talking about? <laughs> We've, we've said that before, right, Dante? Like we've said that what, what this team has been missing probably for the yeah. for a decade is there's no there's no lineage, right? To like sometimes yes. it would be Vooch would be the best, and sometimes Evan right, would be right. the best. And and there was never a, a a clear alpha dog. And I think what we're starting to see now, right, Kristen, is there there is starting to be this pyramid where we see that Paolo is pretty close to yes. Being that guy and Franz build around is really Paolo. We're going to build around Franz and then perhaps maybe Wendell after that. And from there on out, it's like figure out the point guard position as well. Like who's going to sure. be the primary offensive facilitator. But from there on, once everyone knows and accepts and buys into their role, then you've got a really good team, not just a really good roster. 
Right, right, right. So you mentioned you mentioned Dennis, uh, Dennis Scott. Yeah, he's going to be going into the Magic Hall yes. of Fame. How, how from? So tell us from after the announcement. How has Dennis been walking around with a little, <laughs> little bigger strut? Like how's yeah, Dennis right. over there at the studio? Right. Yes. Um, Dennis is so special to me for so many reasons. Um, one, we worked together at the radio station when I first got hired in Atlanta to do morning radio. That's right. Um, okay. Prior to my NBA TV and TNT position, and I was so excited about. It the first morning he was coming in because he was always one of my favorites because he was a shooter. It's like, well, yeah, I can never be Shaq, but I could be Dennis Scott, right? You know, like he mm-hmm. so uh, I, I okay. always loved 3D for that reason. Um, and it was either the first or second morning that he came in, he brought his toddler, who is now six foot eleven, Trey, who will undoubtedly be in the NBA this side of a couple of seasons from now. Um, and I was really nervous and kind of like hi, you know, my name is Kristen and I'm a big magic fan. I, you know, I have a cat named magic and I, uh, can I hug you? You know, and, and like, <laughs> that was right in that let's just start uh, with a hug. Let's yeah. start with a hug yeah. That's he, how Dante introduced himself to me too. It's yeah. really weird. He, he came right up to me and said, can I hug you? Just bring it in. He was so kind and so generous with his time and stayed after the show and was asking me why I'm a magic fan. And, oh yeah. I remember that game. I remember that series. I remember those camps I used to be but you know and and so it was really really special to me uh even thinking that if this is the one or two day stretch that I get to work with him that somebody that I looked up to for so many years even from the time that I was little and starting to watch the game um was just as cool as he was right uh and then I started on with the job that I still have now and so now we've worked really closely next to each other for a decade um one I will say you just could not honor a better person or personality in this game than Dennis Scott. And I'm so excited that it's happening. That's cool. By the Orlando Magic. Two, I don't know that you could honor anyone in this game who will appreciate it as much as he does as well. Um, he was so overwhelmed to get the call. He's been so overwhelmed by the response to it. Um and you can just tell he's you can tell how much not just the franchise means to him but those seasons meant to him as well and to be honored among the I mean there are very few guys in the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame it's not like this is some slew of of dozens and dozens of guys it's like hey you are one of not just the greatest that we've had in Orlando but also like one of the greatest ambassadors of the game that we've watched go on to do so many big things the way that Dennis has so I, I just I'm so excited for him and yes you can absolutely tell that he is as excited as anyone could possibly be about being honored by that. Well, I think that's awesome. It's well, it's well deserved, probably long overdue, you know, to get yeah, it. Yeah, right. And, totally. you know, and it's great that, and there's going to be some great ones coming along here down the road as well. Once you start looking back at that 09 finals team and, you know, you're going to start adding, adding to that as well. Um, th- this group that you get to work with, Kristen, I mean, I, I always ask myself, you give your as an athlete, right? They they give themselves, they give their lives to travel, to play in basketball. So I always thought when you're done, you're done, right? The last time <laughs> when I play my last, if, if I'm these guys, when I play my last basketball game, I I'm out. Right? I'm like, what I is have, motivating you? Help yes, me understand. I have to do this till I'm 105. I understand. <laughs> Whatever. That's that's fine. But I didn't make what I made. Is it still being around the game? Is it the love of the game? What what do you 
getting to tell stories like you talked about, hanging around and kind of reliving things. Well, what drives these guys? I think it's great. I think it's fascinating. We're, we love to have them and working with these guys, but I wonder what it is that that keeps driving and motivating these guys. Yeah, I have that same question all the time. I'm going to tell a side story that sounds like a side story, but it will add up to actually relating to the question that you've asked me. Um, you guys know Maya Moore or know of her. So yep. she and I, prior to my getting pregnant, then her getting pregnant, then my going on maternity leave, then her doing the same thing. And now just meeting up for play dates, uh, used to work out together a lot, right? Yeah, life changes. <laughs> life it changes. does. <laughs> um, but we would go to Orange Theory and at the very end of those workouts, it's this like all out kind of moment, right? So it's like 90 seconds, the very best that you've got. I'm like, uh, I've worked out for 57 minutes. Uh, I'm just going to walk and cool down because I'm paying you guys to be here. Right. <laughs> got the best that I have. You got yeah. it for 57 you, minutes. You got it already. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, and she, every single time, does the, you know, the 90 second all out. And so I asked, like, what is it? Like, why? You're not going back to play basketball this season. You're not, like, Help me understand why when they're like 90 seconds, the best you've got, who cares? Right. Like what? And, yeah, and right. she was like, I, there's something in my mind. I wouldn't have been able to like walk out into the parking lot without knowing that I actually left the very best that I had in there. And I'm thinking by the time I get to the How parking lot, that? I'm not, I don't even remember that they asked me to do this. I'm like, I'm are we That's going right. to brunch? Right. And it to me is like, Oh, but, but that's why you're you and the greatest in the whole world and the rest of us are us, right? And, and so I think that there's this level of motivation, the same thing working alongside Candace Parker. I watch like the way that she'll fly in to work in Atlanta, wake up first thing in the morning and do a workout before she comes into, I watch the way that she eats, the way that... And it's like a different level of, of motivation to continually be the greatest in a game that you've played the entirety of your life. And so I think that there is just something different about that. Yeah. And um, I also think that because of the nature of the game of basketball, um, that nobody really wants to leave it too soon right? You do, even when you can't play any longer, still what we get in the building that I work in is the camaraderie and it's, it's yes. Oh yeah. Getting to work alongside your teammates and it's getting to cheer for the, 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 either the team that you played for or you root for, or now even the one that your son plays on. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I think mm -hmm. that it's way less about like the rest of us have to work jobs for money and some of us get to work jobs that we enjoy but realistically that's that's the primary motivation in the employee yeah, of course right? of course yeah 100 right pay my bills and so yeah, i'm here exactly um but i think that once you have all of that and and so that's off the table um it's what's left. What does the game of basketball still have to offer you? And I think getting to cover the game and getting to coach the game and getting to still be around the game in some capacity is such a driving factor that it's like, regardless of, of what, you know, anybody's being paid. Um, oh, you know what? A great example of that, you know, Jamal Crawford just started working for us in the, yes, last, that's right. that's right. in the last couple of weeks. And, um, I, I said to him after our first broadcast together, I was like, you, 
you have a unique knack for this, um, for explaining something that you have done at the highest level for so long in a really synced, clearly communicated kind of way to all of the fans that are watching. And I was like, and that's actually a, a rare kind of gift, especially for a, you know, young analyst early in their career. Um, and he's like, it's so funny you say that because I'm like, I would pay you guys to be in this building. And I'm like, that's, that's such a, How about that. Right. You know, like that's cool. just to stay around the game and just right. to, to continually watch games, right? Like, He's like, I'm going to be home watching all these games anyway. So why not get to be, I might as well get paid. All of the stories that I get to hear and, and eat dinner together. And, and so I think that when it comes down to it, one, like I said, it's just, the, the greats just have a different kind of motivation. Yeah. You know what? Right. We can't understand. All right. <laughs> uh, what, what would you do for a client? Yeah. yeah right. Right. They exactly. A little bit extra. Same, yeah. Same just to have really clear boundaries. Um, But I think it's also once that motivation is gone, what else does the game offer you? And it's like, well, there's still a lot here. There's still a lot that's really good. And so they keep coming back. And that's a a great, yeah, really great explanation. Really good. So how has life changed since having your baby? I'm just like everybody else. I'm I'm sure it's a little bit of a whirlwind at first, but then you get right, right, right back into your routine. Oh, or a new routine, I should say. I mean, is he two? Are we saying he's two years old already? He's two this week. That can't be right. Right? That's crazy. That's so great. Part of it is being pregnant during a pandemic. All those days just disappear because nobody ever actually saw me pregnant. Right? That was that's true. So it, ah, that's a good right. point. That's, that's a right. Point. Yeah, that's right. It went for everyone but me. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. Just one last one, one, one other thing to pile on top of a pandemic. Two this week, which ugh, goodness. Um it's changed life in every single way. I mean, that's the most cliched way to put it is oh well, nobody can prepare you and it'll change your life. <laughs> but like it actually will. Um not the least of which is logistically, like we have to record this podcast during nap time. Um, right. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, we do. But, you know. <laughs> we, are, we are well aware that as soon as that baby wakes up, you are gone. We are well aware. <laughs> but um, it also just changes my perspective on all of it, because for a really long time, starting with when I met the two of you, um, my greatest motivation was becoming a sports broadcaster. It was covering basketball. It was being in and around the game for as long as, as, as I could possibly be right. Covering it at the highest level. Um, and now I have actually gotten to do that. Mm -hmm. And I have a son that is sleeping in the very next bedroom. And as I sum it all up in my mind, it's like, Oh, that's just talking about basketball. And that right there is life. And so it's, it's changed. He has changed my perspective um, on life in its entirety, but also the ways in which I approach work. Um, I think that he's made me better at the job in some ways, uh, given me like this irrational level of confidence. It's like, you know, because, you know, if you line up pictures and videos of me at 24 and 34 it's like well uh, one of them has probably a lot more reasons to be confident than the other does <laughs> oh, get the out other, of here. Come listen on. <laughs> but oh. the other though 
does really hard and good work all day long, well before she even gets to work. So it's yeah. like, oh, well, so this part will be easy, right? Uh, right, you're right. Where I'm called now and, and what drives me forward is not continually going back to this building. It's that, oh, it's a huge gift that I get to still be in this building and do the thing that means the most to me now, right? Very that's cool. Great, that's Dante, great I can't breakdown. wait. I nope. can't wait for him to be so spoiled. Like he's not even going to care that he know he, he's going to be best friends with oh. Shaquille O'Neal and, <laughs> exactly. and Isaiah Thomas. He's not even going to care. Like it, no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> spoiled. It's all going to be second nature. And Kristen, right. don't you appreciate like, cause I, you know, for George and I, we travel, right. We're with the team. We're traveling we're on the road. So our wives are, are just the support system that we have to have to be able to do this. Right. And, and I think if the roles were reversed, I don't think I could do it. It's hard. Right. I think that no, that part I, is hard, but and you miss them when you're gone, you miss yeah. them. You've got two girls and yes. you, you can't wait to get back and you, and you are overwhelmingly appreciative of the support you get along the way. Right. Yeah. I'm so glad that you brought that up because I actually remember really early on uh, returning from maternity leave and one of my male bosses just pulling me aside and just saying, how are you? Like, how actually are you? It's like, yeah. because I have come back to work following the birth of an infant, but I was not the one who birthed that infant. And I cannot imagine asking of my wife, all that's being asked of you. And, and I so appreciated that perspective, not just from him, but from the two of you as well. One, it makes me so much more thankful to have such an incredible husband and partner in that he's like, Hey, you can still go be all that it is that you not only want to, but have worked to be. Um, but also, yeah, it, it does change um, the, the it's changed the way that I work. You know, I, it, it has, I don't want to say given me less motivation, right? I'm just motivated. <laughs> well, sure. No, but, well, but you can say it. George and I haven't been motivated since 05. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's why we're doing the exact same thing. We're in the exact same spot. <laughs> no, but I do as I say, not as I do. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. I think it's more so that work is now not my driving force. And instead, yeah. it's just part of my life that I enjoy and still find a great level of fulfillment in, but a much smaller part than all that life holds now outside of that, which is one of the really interesting things about doing the same job for 10 years. Because when I started it, I was not even dating my husband, right? So it's like, I'm yeah. living in a one bedroom apartment with my cat, Magic. And, <laughs> right, you know, right. and, and here 10 years later, I've gone through dating, getting engaged to, and marrying my husband, getting pregnant during a pandemic, birthing this mm -hmm. child. And now I have a two-year-old asleep in the room next, which by the way, magic is still here. He's oh, you said magic's hanging on. God bless him. Got him, man. 10 that and a half is, years old. That is awesome. <laughs> Good for we him. We got to win for, we got to win for, we got to win. win. Yeah. Got to get it this done. <laughs> got to get this <laughs> done for magic but pretty quick. To do that same job and to sit in that same seat through so many different seasons of life it's, it's, it's hard and good in every single way, right? To know that so many, so much changed outside of these doors. And yet these are still the doors that I'm walking in and through. But 
I think that's fantastic. I mean, we do great play dates in the neighborhood. You go with Candace Parker and you do know, that, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Orange Absolutely. theory with Maya Moore. No big deal. No big deal. Exactly. To be fair, yeah. neither of us are on the treadmills much anymore, but <laughs> that story. It's hard. Right? You run out of time. It's so hard to do that. Oh, um, can God. I tell so, one more like name droppy kind of story involving my cat? Um, sure. Yes. yes. We're talking about magic, the cat. I, I've never told the story publicly before. But Which, by the way, real quick, we have a cat and I'm not crazy about it. But he was here before. So they're like, there's nothing you can. Well, grandfather did. Right, for right. sure. That's part of the package. What, uh, what is your cat's name? Pixie. Pixie. Oh. So obviously, yeah. one of your daughters named Pixie. No, well, Dante yes. named him. Dante. <laughs> no, that's Dante's name. <laughs> my father in law. So my, wife, my wife's husband had a cat named Pixie. Oh. And so he, then we kind of as a tribute to him. So Great thanks, George. Yeah. As an honor to him. A tribute to the other cat. Excellent. A, tri Dixie, a tribute to Dixie the other cat. Second. Awesome. What I find, what I find is we wanted a dog. Couldn't find a dog. So we ended up with a cat. Like, you know, to, for you me, we didn't find get, a dog. There are dogs everywhere. <laughs> that's a that's a great question, which I should oh, revisit. Right. Can't find a dog. <laughs> Couldn't find it in the time. Atlanta's why Atlanta's like, I can't find a dog anywhere. It's amazing. No dog. No you dogs. know what? We're gonna do a cat. Yeah. We're gonna do a cat. There are no dogs. Out of dog. They're out of dogs. But you, we didn't seek the cat. We ended up with the cat. That's yeah. how it works. That's how it works. It is kind of how it does right. work, right? That is how it does Every, work. Yeah. But, I feel but like good for magic. I'm the glad. story of a cat owner who's like. Oh, you know, I did my research. <laughs> I looked for exactly this cat. Exactly it's like, you know, the one. This no. cat is orange. Her yeah. name is Nancy. And I, I found her under my car. <laughs> you want to run her over in the morning? All right. It's the best I could do. Tell us the I want to know oh, the yes. exclusive okay. magic. The first yes, season right. of Inside Stuff. And it was my very first um, NBA All-Star experience. Grant and I were uh, filming it from the arena and everybody, uh, you know, was coming in and out. And I'm just kind of overwhelmed by like, you know, everybody that shows up to NBA All-Star Weekend. Sure. Right? Yeah. And everybody goes to say hi to Grant. I'm talking about literally everybody from like President Bill Clinton to like the guy who was selling tickets when he was in Detroit. Right. Everybody Amazing. comes to say hi. To, to He's so smooth. He's so smooth. That's why. He should be the president. I think. He should be. Um, I'm behind that. I'm behind that. As am I. <laughs> um, but Magic Johnson comes over to say hi to Grant, of course. And I always just kind of stand off to the side. Is this someone that Grant's going to introduce me to, or is this someone <laughs> I just get to admire? Wow. From afar. Conversation I just write. Right. And so he says in one breath, again, I've never told this story publicly, so I hope neither of them listen to this. Um, Magic, I'd like you to meet my uh, my, my co-host, Kristen. She's got a cat named after you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I did not have a That's great. This Hall of Famer and one of the greatest that the game has ever seen. Oh, <laughs> my <laughs> goodness. The cat is not named after you, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Irvin. <laughs> Irvin. Irvin. It's <laughs> not named, yeah, it's not named Irvin. It's named so I just said. The Orlando yeah, one. I do. I'm such a huge fan. And we took a picture together. I still have the picture of the three of us there. And you can almost read on my face this half smile like. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what like, to say. 
I am his biggest fan, like oh, big enough awesome. a fan to name a pet after him. Yes. That not. Oh, Listen, I think story. that's fine because I would have told him I named my kid after him. So it's fine. It's <laughs> yeah, totally that's... fine. Here's my son, Magic. It's, 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 it's totally fine. <laughs> I would have. I would have totally rolled with that. Well, yeah. I guess so. Then the biggest thing. I guess the biggest thing I have to ask, and it's the last thing, and then we'll let you go because you might be able to squeeze something else in before your son wakes up, right? right. So let's do that. Let's, let's a light it, reading. Let's, yeah. Let's be, <laughs> let's be mindful of your time here. What I'm picking up is, can we bring back a summer league broadcast of some kind with the three of us? Yes. Where we can take, we can do salmon recipes, we can do whatever anybody. But now, now that, yeah. Media, now see so this, I think. Easier. Yeah. It's so this much easier with past, social media, Kristen. we can get all the questions. Yeah. This yeah. you can get done. We should. And I know for sure that they're actually looking for people willing to grind it out in Vegas in July for 11 or 12 days. <clears throat> What, okay, yeah, I'm not that's just going to set. say this on the podcast. I'm actually going to send a note about it because if y'all are, yeah. then I'm oh, dead. We're in, we're in, we're in. So wait, Absolutely. Who's, who's calling it? Who's analyzing? Who's on the sidelines? Or are we going to do we'll, kind of a... Well, it'll be just like a rotation. We, we, well, we, I think we, it's well, I think it's smart. I think we're smart enough to know that you're going to, you pick whatever you want to do and then we'll... <laughs> right, and then we'll fall in line. <laughs> right. Right. So I'll be Paolo. You're, you're, you're Paolo, right? <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm just... No, down what we should do, quarter by quarter, we mix it up. Fine, switch it up. It's a <laughs> right? whole new idea. It's and then in the fourth, idea. the three of us just sit in the booth. We have a conversation. We take it to the end. And we finally yes. tell our audience what we do for a Klondike bar. <laughs> That's exactly. And we get the answer. That's the whole point. We get to the That's answer. It. I think you're onto something. I, I think, think we can sell this. I'm going to clip I think this it's off cool. at the end of this podcast and send it to the big bosses in the rooms that I'm not invited into. Yeah, exactly. go, Who the hell are these two yahoos? <laughs> yeah. You can <laughs> do it, yourself into. Without those two, we'd love to have you in Vegas. <laughs> That's exactly. Actually, Chris, yes, um, you are already scheduled. Uh, so right. we'll see you right. there. Right. You'll be there. Don't you worry about that. Well, this has been awesome, Chris. Keep up the great work. I mean, celebrity game, right? An all-star weekend on the set of Space Jam. She's doing NBA TV. You got her own show. I mean, inside stuff. It's been awesome for us to all. Uh, it's a good thing. It's a good thing Dante declined your internship. It's a good thing. Because. <laughs> Well, I didn't decline it. I didn't decline it. I think I would have gotten yeah, here you faster. Got it. <laughs> no you way. got the internship. <laughs> no because way. none of none of my other interns have done anything remotely close to what you're doing. So yeah. It, it's you know what? I still keep in touch with Brent. Yeah, Brent's great. Nice. Brent's great. I don't remember Brent, but I'm <laughs> all right. That's <laughs> You know, yeah, tell him I said hi. <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah, tell him. My best. He's one of my faves. My best. All right. Good, good to talk to you, Krista. Thank you so much. And we can't wait to, we can't Thank wait to catch you guys. up soon. Thank All right, you. take care. That'll do it for another edition of Magic Pod Squad.